recognize that like, Hey, any inner critic that you are currently struggling with today, like that inner critic that is judging those different parts of you today, that's a past version of you who's wounded and who's been taught that she's not enough. Today, I am bringing you a very, very special guest, Gabby Villamal, and we are talking all about finding and discovering what life looks like in alignment. This is a packed episode full of advice, stories, and guidance on how you can figure out what alignment looks like for you, the signs that maybe you're not in alignment right now, and what you can actually do about it. So grab your notebook and let's get into the episode. Thank you so much for having Jess. I'm super excited to be on the podcast today. And I think this is an incredible top talking about finding alignment in your life, all the different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been my journey and how I got into the coaching space. Um, so I, my journey started off. Um, I really struggled with my relationship with myself and it kind of manifested in an unhealthy relationship with food and my body. And mm-hmm. I ended up struggling with a severe eating disorder um, when I was in college and in healing that and getting out of um, that eating disorder is really what got me into the coaching space because I hired my own coach to help me do so. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, I started my own business to help other women heal their relationship with food in their body. And in doing that, um, my life became very controlled by dieting and exercise. It was controlled Mm -hmm. by dieting and exercise for a long period of time. And it really disconnected me from my authentic truth and living a life of alignment. Um, so I had to take my journey to the next level and even further and really work on that relationship with self. Um, so it's not just relationship with food and body, but also that relationship Mm -hmm. with self. And that's the work that I do now. Um, so still definitely supporting women with health and mindset and all like holistic health and mindset, but taking it a step further and really diving deep into developing a healthy relationship with yourself is where my journey lies right now. Um, and how I support women, um, women now. Do you know what? It's such a heavy piece of work, isn't it? It's, you know, you look at those things that we experience as kind of the symptoms of not doing that work. And every single time when you peel back the layers, when you peel back all of that stuff, you always end up coming back to the relationship with self, with ourselves. And yet we put that relationship so far down the priority list. How have you found kind of incorporating that as a priority in kind of your day-to-day self-care how have you actually installed that in something that is part of you yeah that's amazing and I love that question because similar like you said it's in peeling back the layer of okay like I've healed my relationship with food I've healed my relationship with my body but there's still this piece missing like I'm Mm -hmm. still really struggling with my mindset and mental health and like that's when I had to dive deeper into the relationship with self and what I really have come to learn and know um in my day-to-day practices of self-care is it was very um dominated in the masculine and very driven by external validation and success. So Mm. every single day I woke up and I was checking off all the boxes to be like, yep, I did this. I did this. I did this because that's what I thought I needed to do. That's what I, you know, was going to create the success that I needed, the best body for everyone to see, make the most money for everyone to see, or, um, have the best relationship for everyone or be in that relation dream relationship for everyone to see. And yeah, I, I think my day-to-day habits and routine were very so structured and so disciplined yeah. that I lost touch with my 
intuition. I lost touch with connection with my body and Mm -hmm. being able to be flexible and spontaneous and present in the moment because everything I was doing was for this future image of myself or for future success and not actually genuinely what was aligned with me. It was all Mm -hmm. to create this image of perfection honestly, um, and discipline. So for me, um, in going inward and developing that relationship with myself, it has looked just like slowing down and like asking myself to just feel my emotions more (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. of numbing away from my body. Yeah. And, um, yeah, doing the, you know, I think as high achievers or, or people, you know, who can resonate with this, we, are think that like consistency and discipline is like we wear that as a badge of honor which it is a really good thing (laughs) but it's like what are you consistent in discipline with are you consistent in discipline with the habits that society tells you you need to be disciplined and consistent with Mm -hmm. like dieting like over exercising like working over hours every single day um Mm. or are you disciplined and consistent with habits that are actually like taking care of yourself? Are you disciplined and consistent with the meditation, the, the journaling, the, the mental health healing, um, the habits that actually are taking care of your soul? Like what do you genuinely enjoy doing? Um, you know, for me, it's been like doing a lot of just like reading because that's one of my favorite like hobbies to do on the side, pouring into my relationships more. Um, and, honestly, just taking a step back from work a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's allowed me to be so much more present in my work as well. So I think just the habits and routines that allow me to be more present has been what has been what's allowed me to develop a healthier relationship with Mm -hmm. myself and go inward and do that work. That's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. I think that it's so interesting what you said about high achievers, because I think, you know, the people who do resonate with this will know that we have learned that, you know, achieving and that kind of looking like a very masculine um version of achievement i.e we tick the box we win the medal we do the thing it's very doing action we get praise for that and so as a generation of women we have we've just leaned into our masculine by default and we are in this kind of habit of doing of doing of doing of ticking the box ticking the box writing the thing down that we've already done so that we can tick the box. I mean, I do that all the time in kind of in my masculine, trying to make sure we get everything done. But like you said, it doesn't allow us to really feel. And we haven't really given ourselves permission to really be and feel and experience and be expressive. And that ha- that is not seen as productive. Um, and as high achievers, that is how we determine our own self-worth how productive have we been? You know, how much have we got done? And how can we show other people what we've got done? Like you said, developing those relationships for the external viewpoint of what that looks like, doing the diet, doing the exercise, and then talking about it so that we can get that external validation. Why do you think it is so difficult? Or why do you think there are additional challenges for people who may be high achievers to develop that kind of self-love that comes from within yeah i think you kind of touched on it here um the word expression always resonates with me Mm. uh because i feel like i didn't know how to express myself and that's why i just avoided it is i didn't know what was actually my authentic truth of of expression for me i had suppressed it for so long i had been conditioned or taught or told that you know my ways of expressing like my voice wasn't good enough or like i needed to hide my body as a woman or really just like objectify Mm. my body as a woman 
in and disconnect from it. And so I didn't really even know how to express. And so with that, I think we just kind of classify anything that's um, not ticking off the box or, or not productive as not productive or, or yeah. not aiding in your success and, you know, doing the the inner work to really like learn what expression actually look authentic expression actually looks like for you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to show for it. There's nothing to show for it. No one's going to tell you you're doing a good job at that. I love this. And it's, so really, and it's really hard to do that because like I said, you need to, you need to unravel all of the old conditioning of your past. Mm. It's easier to avoid that and neglect that than it is to actually mm. go and heal it. And so I think that's also another reason that we we don't do that. And we just sit in yeah. our masculine because actually being able to feel into our feminine is really uncomfortable and hard, not just to our ego, but also to relive any of the conditioning or traumas or memories of the past who have kind of conditioned you to put yourself in this box. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, hope that I was talking. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I was talking about this with somebody else um, the other day around, you're not going to get any validation from doing the inner work. And it's such a big point. I feel like it's so important because the people who need to do it most are the people who are craving that validation the most and are going to struggle with that the most. But there is no participation medal for doing the inner work. Like no one's going to come and pat you on the back and be like, well done, you've reached the next level. Here's a certificate. Like, and yet it's the person that's probably craving that the most that needs to do the inner work. And I'm curious as to kind of hear about your experience with other people or maybe even with yourself, like what are some of those signals that you see either in clients or maybe in yourself at an earlier stage of your journey that highlighted to you that this was something that needed to happen, that something needed to change, that maybe actually something something different needed to happen, a different kind of healing. What are some of those signals that women could recognize in themselves that means that they might benefit from this kind of work. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So for me, it was definitely, I struggled really deeply with a lot of mental health challenges and that's kind of what sparked me, but, um, constant racing thoughts in your brain. If you can't, if if you're struggling to silence your brain, that's Mm. because you're still attached to patterns of your past or you're super anxious about the future and you're not in the present. Yeah. And I think that's a huge sign is not being able, not feeling like you can be in the present because you're still attached to old past patterns of conditioning or you're anxious about the future. Um, so constant racing thoughts for sure, or just like any type of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one is just like feelings of of guilt or uh, like holding on to that. I I think that's a sign of like ego. Um, mm-hmm. like you're struggling with your ego, kind of consuming or controlling you. Um, the inability to to slow down and yeah. and really like defining your worth based off activities. So like those people who feel like they always need to be busy or always need to be doing something, yeah. that's a trauma response. You're distracting yourself from actually feeling whatever feelings you need to kind of work on or work through. I know for me, I distracted myself through work when I was like going through my darkest times. I was literally working from the time that I woke up to the time I went to bed, but like it wasn't productive. I was just yeah, just doing busy work just to keep my mind away from like distracted from actually feeling my feelings and and working through that. Um 
I think the other thing would be like, if you struggle with some type of body dysmorphia um, is a huge one that I see with a lot of my clients is they really are struggling with their body image, consuming their entire identity and like completely control controlling them um, mm-hmm. to then manifest into different habits, like disordered eating, over-exercising, um, taking their body to different extreme measures with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the first ones that kind of come to my, come to my mind. Yeah. I mean, they're great examples and, you know, I would definitely say the same thing. I think for me, when I started the inner work, it was, I didn't really know about it. You know, I didn't really know it was a thing, I guess, until you kind of stumble and trip on this world of mindset coaching um, or you're specifically someone in need of this kind of work. It's, it's a world in itself, I find. And when I'm explaining to people what I do or how I help people, they're like, that exists and you're like yeah (laughs) and I think that you know for me it was it was this kind of intense lack of or this intense feeling that I never was going to be enough and there was there was always going to be something I needed to do and there was always kind of I was always moving my own goalpost (laughs) so the next thing rather than someone else doing it for me I would get somewhere and I would never ever give myself the time to celebrate or make it mean anything I would I would literally just be looking for the next thing and this is something I see so much not just in kind of clients but online um and kind of even in kind of high profile celebrities talking about the next thing the next thing the next thing getting to a place and just always looking for somewhere else to validate that they're enough because they never truly feel like they are and I felt like that at the very beginning of my journey so maybe that's another thing and I feel like you're always kicking the can down the road, like you're never really there, you never really land, you never really feel like you are enough. You're always feeling like you're working towards the next thing. Um, and I wanted to ask you as well, like, obviously, we've talked about what those signs might be. And let's say that someone's like, yeah, you know what, like, that really resonates with me. Maybe they're listening to this now and they're thinking, okay, I feel really called out what do I do now? Like, what, where do I start? Like, what do I do in in this process of redefining who I am and trying to find what that life looks like, where it is in alignment? What would you say to them? Yeah, I love, I love that. And I just want to say, like, I can totally resonate to that core wound or that limiting belief of Mm. you are not enough. I think that's the universal core wound that like everyone struggles with. Um, and something else actually popped in my head as you were speaking is, and maybe someone can resonate with this is also if you feel like you aren't understood by other people around Mm -hmm. you, or you're feeling like you, you, you struggle with those connections, you struggle with isolation, you struggle with deep, intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I think not feeling, understood by others for me and my experience I really struggled with this and self-confidence in that area of my life like I was really confident when it came to success and accomplishing my goals and you know those types of things but then when it came to confidence in a social situation or or setting I shelled myself yeah. uh, because I you know, didn't feel understood about those other pieces of who I was, the more Mm -hmm. serious, the more reserved side of me that wasn't necessarily um, glorified, or uh, I guess that's not Mm -hmm. as accepted um, in those social situations and settings. And so I thought that I was, I I always felt misunderstood by other people, but really was just me misunderstanding myself and me judging myself. And 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 it links back to what you were saying about kind of that being objectified, almost like being seen for the parts of you that you weren't and not being seen for the parts of you that you really wanted to express, but you didn't know how to. Yeah. 
because you weren't accepting those parts of yourself for yourself. And I think that's been one of the biggest game changers for me. Like you were saying, kind of leading into, okay, how do I begin this work Mm. was peeling back the layers to figure out what those parts were of me that I was severely judging and learning how to send love to them and learning how to integrate them into who I am today authentically and allowing them to come out and shine fully. And I think, you know, I do believe firmly believe the inner work and healing journeys is something that you do forever and for the rest of your life. And there's always going to be different areas of your life that, that trigger different um, core wounds for you. You know, you live with Mm -hmm. all these shadow selves and being able to shine light on them, I think is something that you, we are always working on. Um, But for me, uh, where to start with all of this is 100% like reflecting on what patterns you're tied to in the past. Like what are you, how do you currently define your, yourself mm. and reflecting on that and releasing that past. So like for me, it was a lot of guilt and shame around my eating disorder, a lot of guilt and shame around um, different experiences that I went to or went through pre-eating disorder around like my body and my sexuality and Mm. all of those kinds of things. I also went through a lot of different conditioning as an athlete, as a female athlete, um, that I needed to go back and I needed to reparent and recondition myself and Mm. recognize that like, Hey, any inner critic that you are currently struggling with today, like that inner critic that is judging those different parts of you today, that's a past version of you who's wounded and who's been taught that she's not enough who's been taught that these pieces inside of her need to be hidden or aren't accepted or aren't allowed to be loved or aren't worthy of being shown and when I learned that for example just using an example of like my past eating disorder self when I learned that it was like my past eating disorder sick wounded version of myself who was my inner critic voice in my head that was telling me that I'm not enough and that I'm defined by my body and that I need to take myself to extremes and be extremely disciplined with my diet and exercise. I was able to send love to her and be like, Hey, reparent her in with comfort and with safety and with care and with love instead of fighting against her and being like, why do I struggle with an inner critic? Like, why are you telling me this? Like all these limiting beliefs, I feel like such a victim to them Mm -hmm. and I feel so stuck by them and trapped in them instead of like being like changing the script and offering love to those wounded parts of yourself so that you can truly release that you can truly release the negative the negativity around them the limiting beliefs around them yeah. the stored emotions around them and releasing that through different you know um, whether that's different meditations or like i love breath work it helps me like release so much um or different embodiment practices. And then once it's all released, now you can see the light. Like now I like, I've literally had different practices where I have come out feeling like there has literally been weight fall falling on my Mm -hmm. shoulders. And, you know, when you have this sense of weightlessness and for me also the sense of gratitude for what I've gone through to like get me to where I am today and a sense of gratitude for some of that and some of those pieces of myself. Now you can see and you can shine light on those shadow selves. And um, yeah, that's when you can really begin to, to redefine yourself because now you take the, the past and the wounds and you use them to create your purpose and like why, why you're here um, and really come, come closer to 
your authentic version of yourself and use that to define who you really want to be. Um, and I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> that. And I think it's just so powerful listening to you, listening to kind of your story and the way that you approach this, this way of working. I think, you know, I'm so on board and I'm, I'm so aligned in that sense of looking at these as learned behaviors and, and really going back with, with that compassion and understanding and being the wing around your own shoulders that you needed and standing by yourself in those memories, like standing by the, the child version of yourself and being that person that says, I, I understand you, like, I love you, I, I'm here. Um, I found that so healing when I do that work and also giving myself, telling myself the things that I have been looking for in other people because our brains don't know where that's coming from. They can't identify and actually what what will tend to happen or what I've found has happened is the things that I've been telling myself that I've maybe wanted to hear from someone else as a child. Eventually I do hear from that person and I don't need it because I've already given it to myself. And it's interesting how other people follow your own, your own route. They follow your lead by how you lead in loving yourself and they end up loving you in that same way. And you don't need it as much when they give it to you. It has so much less weight when they give it to you because you've already given it to yourself. So um, I think that what you described was incredibly beautiful. And I think the other question I have around this is some people maybe, let's say they, they identify that they want to do this work. They know roughly how to start that work with reflective practice and doing kind of asking those questions, being honest about what they see, taking accountability for where their life is going and not kind of putting blame and getting blame involved and looking at judgment free accountability and compassion and understanding. And let's say they do that work. How how do they know? What does it feel like when you are living in alignment? What is that? What does it look like? For somebody who's never kind of understood this process, I always feel, feel like being aligned is the easiest thing that we can do because it's un, all the unlearning. It's kind of our easiest route. But how would you kind of define what that actually looks like? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for me, I think it was really, it started with just kind of connecting with my future self and like recognizing, okay, what, like, what is the identity that I want to have? And like, not just how, like, what does her like day-to-day -day life look like every single day? And what are her habits, but like, what are her values and how does she feel every single day? Like genuinely, how does she feel when she shows up for herself every single day? And as I started doing the work, it became so easy to just like, be like, Hey, my future self is me today right now. And like, mm -hmm. I can start feeling that way today right now. And I can start living with those habits that I have like craved to, to, to do, but I was stuck in these self-sabotaging cycles, but now it's easy to just show up for myself and do that. And I think when you, your future self is, does no longer feels like this foreign version of you. And it now feels like someone that you are acting as every single day. That is like, to mm -hmm. me, kind of what it feels like to live in your authentic truth and to live in alignment. And inside of um, my business, I like to call it harmony, um, alignment and yeah. harmony, I think all kind of working together. Because, you know, I think as high achievers, um, 
it's, it's sometimes difficult to understand that like alignment looks different for everyone. And we're all preaching like balance. And I think that's what we kind of where our head initially goes when we think alignment is like all areas of your life are balanced. And I always struggle to find balance because I like to prioritize certain things. My future self, my higher self, she probably works 10 hour days because that's what she loves to do. She is so mm. passionate and per- about her purpose, which, you know, for someone else, that's not living in alignment for them. Yeah. Or, or, and, you know, m- me working 10 hour days or me working 60 hour work weeks, it doesn't feel like work to me. And that's not balance, but it is harmony. And so what I think alignment really looks like is harmony, meaning that there are certain areas of your life that can take priority over others, depending on what your values are as a, mm-hmm. as a person and what your purpose is here and how you identify with your future self. And also recognizing that's going to um, shuffle throughout your life. Yeah. But the thing about alignment and the thing about harmony is when you are prioritizing one area over other areas of your life, the other areas don't fall to the wayside. They yeah. are still playing, uh, you know, just like a musical instrument, you know, the piano at some point is playing louder than the guitar, but the guitar is still playing and you're still yeah. hearing it. And it's, it's what makes the beautiful symphony. And then the other yeah. times the guitar is playing more than the piano. And, you know, when we're taking ourselves to extreme, we're living out of alignment, the piano playing, the guitar is quiet. The guitar yeah. is playing, the piano is quiet. There isn't and a sound. There isn't a song, right? Um, so I think that that's kind of like the differentiation between, yeah. in my opinion, like harmony um, versus balance, which balance would be yeah. they're playing equally loud, which then nothing, nothing is growing for you. Yeah. If you're not prioritizing, like for me, like my business won't grow if I don't prioritize it over yeah. maybe my relationships in certain areas. But in this past year, my relationship, my I apologize. My business has taken the back seat so that I can prioritize my inner work, mm. but that doesn't mean my business has failed. But I mean, you also, I... you also know that by prioritizing your inner work in this season, in the next season that you prioritize your business, it's going to be even better because of all of the work exactly. you've done in that past season. And I, I like to use the word seasons because I do think that we go through different seasons in life. And like you said, there are different times where you prioritize relationships, business, personal, and some of them weave in and out. And I think the real gift, the real magic is when you know and can recognize what needs to take priority and actually being able to embody that and put that into action and then step away when the time is right as well. Yeah, I exactly. You put it into perfect words. And I think seasons is like a great way, a great way to, to put that for sure. Um, I think also going, going off of that is like you being able to discern that for yourself um, is alignment versus um, allowing other people's views or ideas or opinions um, hold more weight than they deserve or need to in how you need to live your life um, or who you need to be in those different areas of your life. So I think alignment also kind of looks like being able to discern um, what opinions of others actually matter yeah. for you and what doesn't um i would say that's also alignment is is being able to discern others opinions and what what actually is like oh that's really good mm. you know feedback or yeah you know that is my ch- that is true for me and mm. that is something i'm working on or yeah those kinds of things versus 
oh my gosh, like she's judging me and then change yourself in order to fit her mold or his or her mold. Yeah, um, I feel like opinions and our view of other people's opinions shift based on our own internal representation of ourselves because these opinions are they're, they're mirrors, right? And we take on what we believe about ourselves. We see and we are triggered by the existing thoughts. I always feel like opinions are like these big torch spotlights that you see in theatres. And when the opinion exists in your own mind, it will kind of like magnetize and shine it on that and be like, see, this is what I believe about you as well. And so we take it in as truth if we, if we already, if it already exists in our mind, but if it doesn't exist, it doesn't touch us. And this is why, you know, that personal inner work piece is so important because if you are determining what is true about you, then you won't hear opinions that don't feel true to you. They will just kind of fall to the wayside. And like you said, that is alignment. It's, understanding what beliefs you're going to hold about yourself and therefore what you are going to listen to what you're going to take in what is constructive criticism and what is just criticism that is completely unnecessary and having that unwavering sense of worthiness that doesn't depend or need anything else in order to exist it just is who you are as a person and I guess that is the identity isn't it yeah, exactly. I love that. The unwavering worthiness. That's kind of what alignment truly does feel like is yeah. you're worthy of whatever you, whatever, however you mm. want to define yourself, whatever you want that identity to look like, you're worthy of. Yeah. And you can step into and you can embody and you can live, live out. Um, and when you do do that, life feels easy. Life doesn't yeah. feel hard. You don't wake yeah. up with anxiety. Uh, you're able to be in the present. Your relationships mm -hmm. are deeper and probably more intimate than you've ever felt before. And you're mm -hmm. feeling that full spectrum of emotions. Yes, yeah. you're feeling, we all struggle with negative emotions at times, but it's through the depths of those negative emotions that you allow yourself to feel that you're then able to go to the other spectrum and feel yeah. the love, feel the joy, feel the bliss, mm -hmm. feel the presence, feel the peace that we're all craving. And so, yeah, I love that. The unwavering worthiness, I think, is mm. um, kind of the foundation to being able to live yeah. in, in alignment. And how that kind of also links in with that trust, the trust piece, because when you're when you are living in alignment and you do have that unwork, that unwavering worthiness, you trust that whatever you feel you want to try or go into or lean towards is the right thing for you because you trust yourself and you're not going, you know, what do you think? Do you think I should try that? Do you think I should do this? Because you know, and you trust and you trust that if it's right and you trust if it's not right, you trust when you're going to go towards it and move away from it. And I think getting to a place where you, you trust your judgment more than anyone else's and you feel worthy of whatever comes your way and whatever you theme that you want to attempt you feel worthy of whatever your heart desires that to, to me is what alignment feels like and I think you know it's gonna like you said it's gonna feel different for everyone and part of the journey is accepting that it might look different than what you thought it would when you were in your teenage years as a high achiever mm -hmm. yeah I love that I think self-trust is definitely an essential piece of the inner work. Developing self-trust yeah. is such an important piece of the inner work and definitely something I struggled with. I always said that I was someone who had analysis paralysis mm. where I would analyze things so, so much that I would just paralyze myself in not actually being able to make a decision um, and really learning how to trust my own judgment, trust my own 
body and really work through my logical and emotional brains and allow both of those things to work together instead of my logical brain always overtaking my emotional brain or my emotional brain just completely throwing away all logic in the mo- in the moment, like developing that emotional maturity um, or really emotional intelligence in order to be able to do that and, and trust myself has been super powerful. Wow. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Guys, I want to share with you all of the ways in which you can find and work with Gabby because her work is absolutely magical. So do you want to let people know where they can find you, what you've got going on at the moment and where they can find you online? Yeah, of course. So you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. Both of my handles are Gabby Villermo. Um, I also have a podcast, Real Reflections Radio. You can head over there. I offer one-on-one VIP mentorship as well as one-on-one health coaching um, for anyone who really just wants the support when it comes to their relationship with food and their body. Um, or again, the mentorship, if you are wanting to take it a step further and really work on that relationship with yourself and dive into this inner work and embodiment piece of things. So all the information is on my Instagram profile. You can just click the link in my bio and or shoot me a DM if you want to learn more. And I'll have all of Gabby's details and links in the podcast notes as well. So you can head there and find everything that you need. Thank you so much for your insight, your wisdom, your light. Thank you for bringing it here and sharing it with us. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you.